everybody. This is Issa Cosette, and you are listening to Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that you didn't know existed, you didn't know you needed, but we're so glad you're here. And this week, we have a very special guest coming live from New York City, but we met in Puerto Rico, so that's most important. Victoria Leandra, how are you? I'm excited. This is such a fun introduction. I am in Brooklyn, connecting with Afero Boricua, because by now you're already Puerto Riqueña. So I'm excited to be here with you this morning. So tell the people a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you're doing. Awesome. So I'm a journalist based in New York City. I've been here for six years. This is why I do journalism, to connect with myself and to connect with the people I'm telling the stories of. And then, of course, to meet people like you and connect. And, and I feel like all of those connections is, are going to take us somewhere. For example, that connection took us here. So for me, that's, that's important. And that's what, what brings me joy from journalism. I've been at this for more than, than three years. And I've worked primarily with American media newsrooms. I haven't worked with any Spanish language newsroom and I've been able to work with Bloomberg, Vice News, and most recently I'm freelance. So I've been working with a lot of new publications. I just had my first article published on Oprah magazine yesterday. So I was so excited. (laughs) I was so excited because this is what I want my freelance life to look like. Put my name in different publications and put my stories and the stories of our people in different publications. The story I wrote for Oprah was a story about Walter Mercado. And if anyone knows who he is, he is a major figure in the Latinx community and beyond. And he was such a pioneer and an icon in what is astrology, not only in the Latin community, but also worldwide. So for me, it was, it was, it was a great deal to, to be published in a publication like that and to be published with the story that I was published on. But that's it. I, I'm basically freelancing, um, working with Mike, Remezcla, Bustle, etc. You're out there doing the work, you know, once, you, once again, you said getting your name out there, telling these stories that is really important. And so now that you have this opportunity to travel the world, to meet new people, to share this voice internationally. The goal is also to get um, Spanish media people to get on the wave. And also, once again, we're here to intersect, you know, and connect different um, experiences, but also show love to the home. And and I feel like that's the same thing for me. Like, I write a lot um, in the States and in the Caribbean, but I also have to realize, like, I'm now connecting and writing in Liberia. And and also share the diversity, the the variety of voices that exist, you know? So in doing that, um, in this storytelling and journalism, how has this shaped your life? How has journalism shaped you as a person to make these connections and do all this great work? Greatly. I mean, journalism is my life. That's how I see life. I see life as a journalist and I see life through journalism. And I think it's, it's good and it's bad. The good of it is the fact that I'm always curious and I'm always asking more and researching and diving deep into uncomfortable topics. Like I love asking people about things that 
sometimes they don't want to talk about or they don't feel comfortable yet talking about. And for me, journalism, it's, it's my calling. I feel like sometimes we have second and th third lives. So who's going to say that in 20 years, this is going to be my calling. Maybe I have another calling. And then I think the bad part about journalism, and it's not necessarily bad, it's more so of a struggle that I have with myself. And that is that I want to do many things in life. I want to be a journalist, but then I want to explore doing something related to travel because I love to travel. And maybe in the future, I want to become a full-on entrepreneur where I have my own business. So that's not so much journalism. That's more so of being your own boss. So I think it's interesting in the sense that sometimes when you're a journalist, you have to break through many ceilings to get to where you want to be because this is a space and this is an industry that the gatekeepers are very set under tables and i was talking about this on a panel yesterday and sometimes i think maybe it's not useful for me to want to try to seat at their table but to create my own table and i think this happens when you're black when you're latino when you're asian when you're part of the lgbt community when you're disabled i think that sometimes these places are not meant for us to be in but yet we want to get in because this is our calling And sometimes we may say, and I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to, to get inside this door, but it's not happening. So I think that's the bad part about journalism. Maybe it's the fact that it's hard, it's a hard industry to get into, but it's also an industry that if you are really paving your way, perhaps you can make your own media outlet later on. So it's a, it's a, it's something that I am currently struggling with internally i have those same doubts and insecurities but you know i think like you said realizing that there are certain tables and places already established but the beauty especially in this generation and this time is that we have the opportunity to make our own table to open our own spaces that you know though they are gatekeepers though we have mentors and other people who have paved the ways and also have broken broken Um, their glass ceiling or shadow their glass ceilings you know we too have to do um, our moving and our changing and our expanding and our challenges and all of that ups and downs are part of the the growth you know so you know I feel like I was able to understand this balance of life by moving to Puerto Rico you know leaving that comfort zone because comfort is in truth we have to sometimes go away to really find ourselves or experience the world in other places so How do you feel moving to New York has helped you uh, or prepared you for breaking the glass ceiling or creating your own table or learning how to be the best boss that you can be? Mm -hmm. I moved to New York when I was 17 and I didn't know a soul in this city. I didn't have any family. I didn't have any friends. I came here with like five bags and that's it. I didn't know anyone. So for me, coming to New York City and coming to a new place, because this, your, my New York City can be something else for you. For you, it was Puerto Rico. So coming to New York City for me was invigorating because I was building myself up. No one knew who Victoria Leandra from Puerto Rico was. Who is she? And from Puerto Rico, 
I grew up in, in, in the beauty pageant world. I grew up competing in beauty pageants. So the, the Victoria that landed in Puerto Rico was very different than the Victoria that you are seeing or hearing today. And that was because I, I grew up in that, in that world, in that um, industry, you may say. And when I moved here, I wasn't necessarily known for any of the accomplishments that I was known for in Puerto Rico. So I had to create my own accomplishments. I had to create my own network. I had to meet people and sort of start a new family here in New York. And for me, that was, that was amazing because it's a, it's a tough learning experience. But if you're in it with your whole heart, then it's also a very great growth experience. You learn, you grow, and you find yourself. For me, New York, it's, it's this city where I can be myself fully. Um, and now I think, you know, what if I want to have that somewhere else? I am also considering moving from New York City now and, and, and starting somewhere else. I think you can start, starting from scratch feels so good. And it's a worldwide of possibilities when you're starting from scratch. So if you're hearing this and you're thinking about making a move somewhere else and you need a new change of, of space or you need a, 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 a new mind shift, I recommend you move. If you, and, and if you can and are able to and you are in it for the right reasons, move somewhere else and it doesn't have to be New York. It doesn't have to be LA. It doesn't have to be Miami. It can be another place. It can even be going abroad to, to, to Europe or Latin America. But if you do that, maybe your, your life will change. And not only physically, but also mentally, because you will, you will be faced with so many challenges that it's, it's, it's just mandatory to, to grow in the circumstances. You have to be able to shed you know your skin to be able to grow like i started gardening um during this quarantine and one thing that i've also learned is like you know a lot of things have grown you know i'm harvesting a lot and it's crazy because you're just like wow i can't believe i can do that and that's exactly how it is when you like when you travel somewhere else it's not always easy like some things have died you know some things didn't grow as fast some things have dried out you know but the fact is you planted those seeds. And then for the things that just didn't work, what did I do? I dug them things up. I de-weeded that place and I cleaned it up and I um, put some more new seeds in, right? So even though, and that, that has come into my mind too, being in Puerto Rico. Like I have always tried to really like echar raices aquí, you know, and like really ingrace my, ingrain myself and learn about the history and go to different places and connect with the people um, because I didn't want to seem so much of, uh the typical i guess gringa or whatever who comes and just only takes things for themselves mm -hmm. but really like you said gets to know these people and tries to find ways to shift and grow and make space and um with with putting in new seeds it's just also 
nice, like you said, to start over. And we have to realize that all pain, I mean, all growth is painful in a way. You know, when you're trying to lose weight, when you're trying to uh, get a new hairstyle, when you're trying to uh, transition in any way, right, it's not easy. But what, what comes is this beautiful growth and this beautiful strength that you get from enduring all of these hardships. So what's one piece of advice that you would give to yourself? right? 17-year-old Victoria moving to New York, this new mind, new place. What would you tell her that she needs to hear to survive? I would give the advice to myself today, of today, because I feel like my 17-year-old self, she was on her way. She knew what she was doing. (laughs) But I feel like now a lot of people say, oh my God, your 20s are the best years of your life. But they're also the most painful, like you say, because you're growing so much. And there are so many possibilities that sometimes you say, what's my path? Am I in the correct path? Am I in the correct track to to get to where I want to be, to reach my goals? And I think what I would sit down today and say to myself is be confident in what you've already accomplished but be more confident in what you can be able to achieve in in what you are meant to achieve and the reason I say this is because sometimes we rely on our past accomplishments and we say how can I top that how can I continue achieving 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 but sometimes we don't sit down and realize hey, you've come far and you will continue going further, but sit down and enjoy where you are today and be able to cherish where you are today in order for yourself to continue forward. And that's what I would tell my 20-something-year-old today. (laughs) I love that. And I love how you switched that question around because I know it's very easy for me to go to the past and try to like heal this self or this inner child, but also realize that I really need to be present because it prepares us obviously for the future and everything that we've gone through in the past obviously has shaped us. But embracing the now and who we are is just like life-giving, right? Because we've worked so hard that we don't have to, like you said, go back to 17-year-old because that was a whole nother person. They was already dedicated, right? So now where we're at in this 20-something, shaking shit up, you know, we're doing it by living in this moment. And I think sometimes for me, the future sometimes is harder than the past. If you, there's a lot of healing involved in the future. And if you're not already confident about your future and I don't think any of us are right now we are in the middle of a pandemic everything has changed in our lives not only where we're living who we're working for who we're with what we are feeling all of those things have already changed our paths one way or another this pandemic has shifted us and not only the pandemic but there's a lot of things that have been going on, especially in, in the U.S. There's also the Black Lives Matter movement that changed a lot of things. So when we're looking at our future in respect to what happened today, we must be different. We must change. And there's no reason why you should 
at least for me, I don't see a reason why I should say, oh man, in the past I didn't do this well. Well, how can I improve that in the future? Because that's the only thing I can change. I can only change the future. The past is already the past. I already did it. That is true that we have to, once again, just pass in the story. And, and in that, I know you have a poem to share with us. I'm going to tell you a little story about this poem. In high school, I was reciting poems competitively. And I found Julia de Burgos online. And this woman changed me in so many ways. I was like 15, 14 at the time. And I saw this beautiful and powerful poem called A Julia de Burgos. And this is the first poem that I learned. And this is the first poem that I recited in my competition. I ended up being third place nationally. And it was insane because I did not, I was not, I wasn't trained for this or anything. But I read this poem with so much passion back that time. And it's because Julia de Burgos writes this poem to herself. And in the poem, she says, the, the outside you, the, the person that people see, is not the person that you truly are inside. Inside, you're much softer and you are truly powerful. But then outside, you're reflecting a, a weak woman. So let's, let's read it. Ya las gentes murmuran que yo soy tu enemiga, porque dicen que en versos doy al mundo mi yo. Mienten, Julia de Burgos. Mienten, Julia de Burgos. La que se alza en mis versos no es tu voz, es mi voz, porque tú eres ropaje. Y la esencia soy yo. Y el más profundo abismo se tiende entre las dos. Tú eres fría muñeca de mentira social. Y yo, viril destello de la humana verdad. Tú, miel de cortesana hipocresía. Yo no, que en todos mis poemas desnudo el corazón. Tú eres como tu mundo, egoísta. Yo no, que en todo me lo juego a ser lo que soy yo. Tú eres solo la grave señora, señorona. Yo no. Yo soy la vida, la fuerza, la mujer. Tú eres de tu marido, de tu amo. Yo no. Yo de nadie o de todos. Porque a todos, a todos en mi limpio sentir y en mi pensar me doy. Tú te rizas el pelo y te pintas. Yo no. A mí me riza el viento, me pinta el sol. Tú eres dama casera resignada, sumisa, atada a los prejuicios de los hombres. Yo no, que yo soy rocinante, corriendo desbocado, olfateando horizontes de justicia de Dios. Tú en ti misma no mandas. A ti todos te mandan. En ti mandan tu esposo, tus padres, tus parientes, el cura, el modista, el teatro, el casino, el auto, las alhajas, el banquete, el champán, el cielo y el infierno y el qué dirán social. En mí no, que me manda mi solo corazón, mi solo pensamiento. Quien manda en mí soy yo, tú, flor de aristocracia, y yo, la flor del pueblo. Tú en ti lo tienes todo y a todos se lo debes, mientras que yo, ni nada, a nadie se la debo. Tú, clavada al estático dividendo ancestral, y yo, un uno en la cifra del divisor social, somos el duelo a muerte que se acerca fatal. Y cuando las multitudes corran alborotadas, dejando atrás cenizas de injusticias quemadas, 
y cuando la tea de las siete virtudes, tras los siete pecados, corran las multitudes contra ti y contra todo lo injusto y lo inhumano, yo iré en medio de ellas con la tea en la mano. Oh, I love that poem. It's a favorite of many. Shout out to Julia de Burgos for inspiring us all to challenge the world to see how we are reflected, right? On that, Victoria, how are you on your way? I love this question. And I feel like we don't sit down and, and think about the answer enough. And I am going to say I haven't thought about this answer before. But I am on my way by accepting who I am today, by believing in my talent and my skills and where that can take me. And I am on my way alongside people who love me and alongside people who want to grow with me. So I am on my way not only by myself, with people that will take me there yo that's so true and that's something i've had to learn along the way like even when i started my journey i felt many days isolated alone but people have come and have connected with me and have uplifted me and supported me you know and that connection this is what we're all here for tell the people where can they connect with you where can they um you know hear more about your stories and all that stuff If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram, and that is Victoria Leandra. That's L-E-A-N-D-R-A after Victoria. I always reply to my DMs. I love talking to people, connecting with people. Instagram is my community. And if you want to read more about the stories that I'm publishing in different media publications, follow me on Twitter, and that is Leandra Reports. Yes, show her love, everyone. Thank you once again, Victoria, for using your voice, your skills, your gifts to not only share your story, but the stories of others. And I pray that, you know, your voices continue to be heard internationally and you get all of the publications, you know, move into more Spanish newsrooms and may God continue to bless you. You are so amazing. Thank you <laughs> for giving me the space and... and for truly connecting me with myself and also for all your wonderful questions. They're all so deep and insightful. I'm, I'm loving this. I try, I try. Um, I hope that we all learn to ask ourselves um, these hard questions and also take the time to answer them because I think that is definitely going to shape us on our way. Thank you for all of our listeners. This is Isa's Way. Y'all be blessed. Thank you.